Hi. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. How's it going? I'm doing so great. How are you? I'm excellent. You want to know why? Why? Because I started a new job today. Yeah, you did. Oh, I feel so... I feel... I feel like such relief. I can't even describe it. Mm -hmm. Like I hated my job for so long. I hated my job for three years. That is far too long to really hate your job. Yeah. So everybody quit your jobs. No, I'm kidding. Do it. Um, I found something significantly better and it was worth the wait. And we'll check back in two weeks when I hate my job again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Sometimes sure it'd be like that. I'm sure I'll love it. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to talk about something on the top of the pod real quick. Um, so obviously we realized that, you know, D star SNEY uh, has not been super forthcoming regarding recent legislation that is very anti-gay. Um, I'm a member of the LGBTQA plus community. Melissa's an ally. And while we recognize that, you know, they finally spoke up on their social media, actions speak louder than words. And we hope that they will do better in the future. And we here at Tragical are working on some stuff, you know, to support the community. Um, we just want to let you know that we see you, we love you, and that you should have pride in who you are always. Go gay! Yay, go gay! We're here for y'all. We are. <laughs> so this time we're here to tell you why fantasia is tragical i would like to say that this is jason's pick yay jason and what a good movie it, yeah i just love fantasia it's pretty good i forgot how long it is though it's like exactly almost two hours long it's over two hours yeah i sat on the couch and did like so much research for this episode <laughs> i was having so much fun and i also looked up all the pronunciations for all the people because they're all like german or italian or whatever and i love that for you i'm still gonna butcher some names <laughs> so i'm just saying but i did do like a lot of side research and it was really fun i love that and to start off my research of Fantasia, I've got some fun facts for you. Yay, fun facts. So the filming of the final Ave Maria sequence was plagued by mishaps. To achieve the effect of moving through the scene, several panes of painted glass were used. The whole setup was over 200 feet long and had to be redone three times. What the hell? It's literally like a like a glass pane that a camera is like following. I know. I want to watch it again now. That's insane. Yeah. So the first time the wrong lens was placed on the camera and the subsequent film showed not only the artwork, but the worker scurrying around it. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> the second time around, an earthquake struck the studio and the shot was once again scrapped because <gasps> California. Oh my God. Wait, that's wild. The I'm assuming it was California. The next morning... The shot was redone. The film was shipped to the lab, processed, and couriered over to the premiere in New York, where it was spliced into final print with only four hours to spare. I just got goosebumps. Like, dead ass. I just got goosebumps with that. Isn't that so crazy? I know. I can see that. That's insane. I want to watch it again now. Four hours before the premiere, they finished it. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? No. Also imagine working that hard and shooting the whole thing and then you go to watch it and you just see like everybody's shadows like walking around the set and you're like, well, this is fucking useless because film was so expensive. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, I love art. So Walt Disney himself told the story of a chance meeting with Leopold Stokowski at a restaurant. They agreed to have dinner together. As they talked, Disney told of his plans to do The Sorcerer's Apprentice and other possible projects using classical music with animation. Disney said that he was stunned when Stokowski, one of the most famous conductors in the country, responded by saying, I would like to conduct that for you. It was an offer he couldn't pass up. Dang, that's crazy. 
It just like they just happened. To, he just like ran into him and was like, "Can I buy you dinner? I got a movie I want to do." Damn, <laughs> that's so crazy. That's life, though. You know, I guess. like that's nuts. So at 125 minutes in length, this is the longest Disney animated feature. Wild. And this is my last one. And I actually said this while we were watching it. Ave Maria is the only piece in the film to feature vocals. All others are strictly instrumental. Yeah. While we were watching it, I was like, is this the only one that has like vocalizations? That's fucking crazy. And all of our fun facts come from the trivia page of the Internet Movie Database, which is uh, linked in the show notes. Or the Badadace if you're nasty. The Badadace. Badadace. <laughs> So Fantasia takes place in 1940, mm-hmm. which was one million years ago. I'm just kidding. 82 years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. Wait, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. To 2000 V60 plus 22. I know. I just did a quick math. That's wild. Uh, so this movie does begin with that 13 second warning of, you know, spot the racism in the movie. So uh, love that for, for Fantasia. <laughs> Some things just don't age well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, okay, so I didn't put it in my fun facts, but if you read through the trivia, which is why we link it, because there's some awesome stuff. This movie was altered so many times. Yeah. Like the Chernabog scene was taken in and taken out, taken in and taken out. So like you might have a VHS release of this movie that doesn't have Night on Bald Mountain with Chernabog on it during the the pastoral, oh my God, why can't I think of what it's called? The Greek one mm-hmm. that has been edited multiple times if you're seeing like an extreme close-up of one of the characters it's because there's like racially insensitive centaurs that they like edited out like go through the imdb fun facts because there was like this movie has been edited a million times there's 85 versions of this movie like it is there's like so many versions of this movie yeah well the one we watched was definitely racist so So the Philadelphia Orchestra comes in and they all go to their respective spots in the orchestra. The scene is backlit. So the silhouettes of all the orchestra are dark and the backdrop is brightly lit. I just... It's so cool. I could like just watch that i don't know why and then they all start like warming up and mm-hmm. I'm, oh my god i love fantasia so much even the first like milliseconds of the movie i'm like i get like chills we're also both such big music people i guess like we so. love music and we both played instruments like so the first couple minutes of the movie is just yeah the orchestra warming up and the camera is catching different sections and it's just so beautiful go clarinets So (laughs) Deems Taylor, he is uh, a New York born music critic. He is standing amongst the musicians and he is going to be the presenter there on behalf of Disney and Leopold Stokowski, who is the conductor for our program. Honestly, conducting is hard as shit. Yeah, when I was in band, um, my band director, when I was in middle school, loved teaching everyone just everything, essentially. And he tried to teach us all how to do conducting. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's so hard. Kat's uh, music teacher was also my soccer coach. Yeah. (laughs) He's multifaceted. Talented man. Yeah, he like tried to always teach us like multiple instruments and how to like to understand everything. I could not do conducting. That shit is hard. So I wanted to uh, do a little research on Mr. Stokowski. Oh, I'm ready. So he is an English conductor and uh, he was known to lie about his age and his birthplace and his accent would change all the time. Wait, I love that. That is so funny. I just feel like most like classical musicians are psychotic. So... (laughs) Allegedly, I guess I should say. (laughs) So I wanted to look him up. He was also known for not using a baton and he would rearrange the orchestra. He would just move them wherever he wanted. Oh, he wasn't using a baton, was he? No, I don't think so. It was just his hands. He also changed a lot of the arrangements for the music in Fantasia. So he did a lot of like rewriting of some of the musical pieces. 
He said, I know this is a classical piece that everyone knows, but I'm going to fix it. <laughs> I just love him. That is really cool, actually. I love that for you, Leopold. He Pop was off, just sis. like, he literally, he was born Leopold Anthony Stokowski, and he changed his middle name to Anthony just to like make himself seem like more, I don't know, European or something. That H is useless. Get rid of it. <laughs> I don't even have that in my notes. I just, just remembered, remembered it. it. That's so funny. There was so much interest. He lived a very interesting life. I read his whole Wikipedia page. I will link it in the show notes because <laughs> that's so fun. I would read a book about this man. He is a very interesting character. I'm sure there's one about him. I know. I'm gonna I love biography, so I might try to see if I can find a biography on him. So Deems Taylor, our program presenter. Also, program is spelled P-R-O-G. R-A-M-M-E. Yeah, it's fancy. Program. Our program director. <laughs> what a name. Uh, Mr. Taylor. He tells us that there will be three kinds of storytelling for this Fantasia program. Mm-hmm. So there's a definite story. There's music that does not have a specific plot, but it paints a picture. And then there's music that exists just to exist, which is called absolute music. Our first piece is Toccata and Fugue, and it is the third kind where a picture is painted with shapes and colors or landscapes. I'm so glad you said that correct. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I do know how to pronounce this one because I'm not that dumb. And it's Johann Sebastian Bach. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what if I was like, Johann Sebastian Bach? Mr. Botch. Botch. Johan. Joe, Mr. Johan. <laughs> so Stokowski takes the stage and the music begins. And we just see a silhouette of our conductor as the lights start to change colors behind him. And then the song starts to pick up a bit and the orchestra sections are displayed as silhouettes sometimes overlapping each other and the silhouettes stay dark while the background is changing colors behind them. Yeah. And then it starts to get more into the colors themselves. And when the music starts to get quicker and is a higher pitch, everything turns red. Um, when the music is a little bit slower, has like a lower pitch, it starts to turn blue, which I thought was really cool because it goes back and forth between the two. And then everything starts to change to solid colors. There's some lines and some shapes that get thrown in there that go with the flow of the music. And then it starts to show what looks like red water with light refracting off of it, which I thought was really pretty. This is where I put old <laughs> computer screensaver background. No, really. Like that's literally what it is. Windows <laughs> Media Player. Like that's what this is. <laughs> the first part of Fantasia mm -hmm. is just Windows Media Player and I am transfixed. Mm -hmm. I could watch that all day. So in the middle of the Windows Media Player, there's just a random rock that starts to walk away from you. Yeah. And then For like it just, three seconds and that's it. It is so great. I love it. I don't know why. It's so random. And then it just goes back to the dancing lights and shapes yeah. and the Windows Media Player background. Everything else is literally just shapes and like nothing is happening really. But then there's very specifically the little rock just walking away from you into a tunnel and then it's just nothing else again. And you I'm like. I think like something's going to happen, but no. It just goes away. It's just three seconds of a rock pissed off walking away from you yeah and then it goes back down to the like the the shiny red water and the sparkles and lights and everything and i'm like okay rock pop off sis. and then we go back to the silhouette of stakowski and the music ends it's very pretty it's so beautiful mm -hmm. and mr deems is back and he is here to introduce the nutcracker suite one of my faves and the first song is the Dance of the Sugar Plums, mm -hmm. probably the most notable from the whole work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong term. Yeah, no, that's correct. <laughs> and this is a... <laughs> you good, fam? Um, this is... <laughs> this is Tchaikovsky. <laughs> Were you trying to say his whole name? No, do you have his whole name? Yeah, I don't oh. know how to say it. <laughs> what is it? P it's P-Y-O-T-R is his first name. P Piotr? Ily it's probably just Peter. Maybe. P-Y-O-T-R is the first name. And then I-L-Y-I-C-H. So Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. <gasps> I did so good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I did so good with that. I'm am I Russian? 
Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. I think I killed that, actually. <laughs> I told you it was just Peter. I ate that up. Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky. <laughs> anyway, it's Tchaikovsky. Everybody knows it's Tchaikovsky. Yeah. So this is the second kind of storytelling for our program. It is a story with no plot, but paints a series of pictures. So there are six songs within this one song, essentially. So it's, they all flow into each other, but they're six separate musical pieces. It's all from the Nutcracker. Yeah, Nutcracker Suite. So um, the first one is the Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, and it shows all these cute little nakey, nakey fairies. Um, they're in a forest and they're adding morning dew to all of the plants and the flowers. And my favorite part, they show this really pretty dandelion really close up when the fairy like adds the morning dew to it and it just sits there glistening in the morning sunlight. Gorgeous. We love to see it. It goes into the second piece, which is the Chinese dance. And this is probably one of the most famous from... Fantasia itself, which is the cute little mushrooms dancing with the little baby. The little one's name is Hoplo. I did know that. That was like in the back of my brain. So I was trying to think of it when we were watching. Yeah. He's so cute. I don't know why it's known that that one has a name and its name is Hoplo, but that's just a fact I know. He does a little (laughs) dance. He has a little, little feet kick. He's so cute. He's honestly very cute. Very cute. So the Chinese dance ends and the dance of the reed flutes begins. This scene takes place in a lake where flowers are falling onto the surface of the water and then they become somewhat inanimate and start to dance on the water and then they all float away and then they eat themselves down a waterfall. I love that for them. They just go right over that little waterfall. Bloop. So now we go underwater and Dance of the Reed Flutes ends and Arabian dance begins and a sexy goldfish swims around until the camera, quote unquote camera, scares her away. And then in a little underwater cave, some fancy black goldfish do a little dancey dance. (laughs) And then a pretty white goldfish gets a little solo number and then she joins the black goldfish. Are they gold? fish they look like goldfish to me i asked this when we were watching they they do look reminiscent of goldfish but their tails are just very long and i don't know if that's just for like dramatic effect for the music or you know if that's really what they're goldfish i couldn't tell you i'm gonna say they're fancy goldfish until somebody corrects me. that's literally what i wrote is some fancy goldfish in different colors <laughs> So the Arabian dance ends and the Russian dance begins. So in the Russian dance, um, we have a bunch of thistles that start to do a Russian style dance. And then some other really pretty flowers also join them and do a little can-can dance. (laughs) Just calling out the thistles. Fuck the other flowers. (laughs) I could not find. I looked it up everywhere. I could not find what kind of flowers they were. But I know what thistles are. Flowery flowers. Right. So the flowery flowers do a cute (laughs) little dance as well. They do like a little can-can dance with the thistles. And then we go into the waltz of the flowers. And there's more fairies love these ones they're super cute they are turning all the plants from summer to fall making everything gold and yellow and orange they release new seeds out into the world and all the seeds look like cute little ballerinas and then we have the winter fairies come out and they start freezing everything over and they go ice skating on the water and it's super cute and then they show a close-up of some snowflakes that are spinning and then they show an even closer up version of the snowflakes where they're spinning because the fairies are wearing them like tutus because they're dancing and then that is the end of the nutcracker suite yeah so at the end of every song we fade back to stakowski conducting and then mr deems taylor is (laughs) there to announce our next piece and this one is my favorite i think this is everyone's favorite you think so i mean it's pretty freaking well known Our next piece is The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and the music was written for the cartoon by Stokowski. And this is the first kind of storytelling. There is a definite story taking place. While the music was written by Stokowski, um, it was based on a story by Paul Dukas called The Sorcerer's Apprentice. So the orchestra starts and we see our hero, little Mickey Mouse, and he's carrying some buckets full of water. Mm -hmm. So he has to fill a cauldron with water for the great Yen Sid, who is the great wizard of our story. 
We got Mickey. We got wizards. We got cleaning. This is like (laughs) a trifecta. And I'm sure everyone knows this by now, I would hope. But Yen Sid is Disney backwards. Wow. Amazing. (laughs) Love that for him. So Yen Sid uh, takes his hat off to go take his lunch. (laughs) It's a long lunch he takes too. Mickey is like, I'm going to get some extra work done. I'm going to just put on Yen Sid's hat, you know, just to get some chores done just for a minute. You know what I mean? So Mickey puts on the hat and he makes the broom start walking and then the broom sprouts some arms and then the broom picks up the pail and starts getting water from the well and dumping it in the cauldron and Mickey sits at Yen Sid's desk and he dozes off and starts to dream. So Mickey is dreaming about being an all-powerful wizard. He's controlling the ocean. He's controlling the stars. And, you know, he this is his dream. He wants to be a sorcerer just like Yen Sid. And it's really cool because the ocean is like hitting the rocks with the music and everything. But Mickey wakes up because he's getting a little wet. And then he realizes that he's getting wet because his little broom guy literally filled the entire room with water while he slept. Yeah, that seems impossible. But (laughs) for the sake of the story, okay. Well, at one point, too, he's trying to like push the water out of the window and then it covers the window but it doesn't go out of the window it just covers the window and I'm like what is happening here (laughs) so Mickey does what anybody would do and hacks the broom with an axe it's really dramatic you guys (laughs) it's very violent and then all the little broom pieces start to become their own brooms I love this part because the music is like and all the little pieces start to like become their own little brooms and then they all go get a bunch of buckets there must be just like a bucket a bucket pile somewhere (laughs) in this in this tower and they all start fetching pails of water and the whole tower is filling up with water they're dumping water underwater yeah physics who is she Mickey is freaking out. He is literally floating on the Sorcerer's Book like Rose on the door at the sinking of the Titanic. (laughs) Not Rose. (laughs) He's really just trying to find the spell to make it all stop, okay? So Yensid comes back from his lunch. He had egg salad and a pickle and a Dr. Pepper. I don't know. I just made Did he that. tell you that? Yeah, he told me. <laughs> it came to me in a dream. <laughs> Mickey dreams of controlling the universe. I'm dreaming about Yensid's lunch <laughs> out here. <laughs> Somebody's has to, right? So Yensid comes back and he saves Mickey and gets rid of all the water in the brooms and gets him off his sorcerer book. And Mickey does his little... And it makes me sad. So Mickey is just a little bit in trouble. And on his way out the door, Yen Sid swats him in the butt. <laughs> he beats Mickey. He doesn't beat him. Yen Sid beats Mickey. This is a violent film. No. It's rated R. <laughs> he swatted him on a booty. He fully murdered him like Mickey murdered the broom with an axe. <laughs> so the song ends and we cut to Stokowski on his podium and Mickey runs up and congratulates him. It's very cute. It's like just Mickey's silhouette, obviously, because this is 1940, but like, wow, the technology. I know. Honestly, I couldn't do that even now. Stokowski <laughs> so. says thank you in whatever accent he's pretending to <laughs> do for that day. day. <laughs> Sadim's Taylor is back and he is here to announce The Right of Spring by Igor Stravinsky. Oh, thank God that's an easy one, too. Yeah. <laughs> that one's pretty, like, uh, fucking syllabic. Paitor, la, 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 Tchaikovsky, skivy. Paitor. Wait, let's have her say it again. Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. I can't, I can't say that. I like it. I just also like that uh, we get some fun facts about this one before it starts. Uh, We learned that not before the chimes fall down, though, and they just decide to leave it in the movie. I think that's so fun. Do you think that was like planned? No. Because you did you see the panic on everyone's faces that they had to rearrange all of those chimes? Deems was like, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. We're good. We can recover. Stress. Stress. (laughs) The whole like percussion. Are they percussion? Percussion. Percussion. We're saying the same thing. No, you said prick. <laughs> percussion. <laughs> percussion. Percussion. Yeah, they're all very is that, the whole, is that percussion? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
they're part of chimes i don't know i was just guessing anyway the whole (laughs) section is like trying to help the poor fucking chime guy foot tall chime guy like fix the chimes yeah he like booty bumped it on accident you know and he was like fuck i'm fired Well, because he has those bells and he also had the xylophone next to him so he does i'm sure he does a lot he's probably got a cowbell over there he's got a xylophone the triangle he's got a try he's definitely got a triangle he's doing all them little little noises Mm -hmm. that's honestly the job i want it's a lot I'm here Multiple for Multiple instruments at one time. I want to be in the pre-cushion section. <laughs> the pre-cushion section. I don't even know why I said it like that. I don't know why you did either. It stressed me out. <laughs> pre-cushion. Pre-cushion. Anywho. That's like when you say perform. You don't. I know. I do, though. <laughs> why? Because I'm illiterate. You, you switch the R and the E? I do. Ew. I do that a lot. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> we get some fun facts before this song starts. I just like that they tell us that dinosaur is Greek for terrible lizard. <laughs> I don't think that's right. And that <laughs> I'm going to take his word for it. <laughs> okay. He's taught me a lot already. And then. <laughs> that sounds like something Stukowski made up. <laughs> and then he calls all the dinosaurs bullies and gangsters. <laughs> Oh, man. I like it. Deem said, uh, the dinosaurs were all bullies and gangsters. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take his word as law. (laughs) So Deems also tells us that science, not art, writes this piece from cells to dinosaurs. Yeah, this piece was pretty forward for the 40s. Yeah, 1940s. And they were like evolution. Mm -hmm. If only we could be that forward thinking and everything, Disney. (laughs) true cold out (laughs) but wait till we get to the racism like 10 minutes from now that's true we'll get there (laughs) so the rite of spring by igor stravinsky starts and we see the galaxy spinning well i guess it's our galaxy since it's earth yeah it's the milky way so the milky way is a spinning and then we zoom into the stars of the milky way and we pass the sun and we wave at it as it goes bye bye sun yeah throw some flames at us (laughs) and then a tiny orb comes into view and then it gets closer and closer and closer until we are in the clouds of a volcanic earth billions of years ago yeah there's a lot of volcanoes and lava and the lavas kind of remind me of dr pimple popper (laughs) they're out here just like (laughs) bursting away (laughs) yeah the lava bubbles are popping and fire spouts are exploding to the music it's pretty legit it looks like a really good time to be alive actually And then lava spewing from the volcanoes turns into a lava river. And then the lava river meets water. So then we see some tiny little itty bitty water organisms that just start becoming bigger. And then they become fish-like creatures and they turn into fish and jellyfish and then there's a fish that grows legs and ventures out of the water and then we see the dinosaurs yeah we got some turtles and some dinosaurs we got some Loch Ness looking motherfuckers out here (laughs) and then we follow a bunch of uh, pterodactyls and they're eating fish out of the water that part's a no for me just watching them all dive bomb off a cliff was horrifying to me well one of them gets eaten by like a big crocodile thing so did that make you happy yes a little bit uh and then we pan over to the jungle and we observe more dinosaurs doing dinosaur stuff and then it starts to rain and they all become alarmed and they all look in the same direction do you want to know why because there's a t-rex there's a freaking horrifying t-rex yeah whoever drew this one um really went for the horror piece there yeah, this would scare me as a child. Pretty sure mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. And the music is like, like I can see that scene like vividly mm-hmm. in my head of the T Rex and the lightning striking. Ah, it's so good. It is really good. It's so crazy that there's no words. Like I just love this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, so the poor little Stegosaurus like can't run fast enough. Okay, now I'm gonna start crying. I got really depressed watching this. The T-Rex was cool and now I'm sobbing. Okay, the Stegosaurus, guys, he's not fast enough, okay? He can't run away fast enough. I'm literally going to start sobbing. So he has to fight the T-Rex. He tries to fight for his life with his little 
spiky tail he's swinging his thorny tail around and they're battling in the rain and unfortunately this is not a triumphant underdog story because the t-rex kills the stegosaurus and eats him it bites its neck and then shakes it like a dog (laughs) it's depressing to not even just once not even just twice like three or four times it shows this t-rex biting the stegosaurus neck and like shaking it his little legs couldn't carry him fast enough it makes me sad why they did him like that evolution man oh my god i could literally cry yeah same and now we cut scene to a very dry earth looks like it hasn't rained in about 90 years Uh, one of the dinosaurs is literally eating wet sand, like a pile of damp <laughs> sand. It's really sad. It's rough out here. And they're all walking into the hot desert and they're just dropping dead left and right. Fully, yeah. Just like one at a time dropping dead from starvation and thirst. Some are even getting stuck in tar pits. Depressing. Which pick your death, like eat wet sand fall in a tar pit or drop dead of dehydration anyway you are starving to death and thirsting to death so i mean yeah so they're all dead Um, yeah they all die Mm -hmm. and we see the moon start to eclipse the sun and then the earth just starts splitting open and mountains are shooting up out of the crust and waves start to explode over the mountains And the song slows down and the scene ends on a solar eclipse finishing in the sky. We love it. So begins the Ice Age. Mm -hmm. At least that's what I got out of it. Yeah. And then we cut to our intermission, which obviously we fast forward through but it was I'm sure <laughs> no i'm sure the orchestra quite enjoyed their their lunch what did they have for lunch melissa i don't know but everyone gets up and leaves they <laughs> yeah. all got a pee pee break the line in the ladies room was long <laughs> <laughs> so there was actually when this like movie first came out also this movie flopped when it came out but mm-hmm. there was a legit like 15 minute intermission because it's like a two and a half hour long movie Um, And then everybody comes back. The Philadelphia Orchestra comes back and they do a little jam session. It starts with a clarinet solo. Pop off, sis. That is my instrument. I played it for four years. I love this for them. I love how you think you could (laughs) even potentially read music or play a clarinet right now. Absolutely could not. Doesn't mean I didn't do it for four years regardless. I don't identify with anything. (laughs) And Kat identifies with everything she's done for 10 minutes. No, I mean the stuff that I did for years when you were five (laughs) i was first chair in eighth grade okay because you were the only clarinet player no i'm kidding i definitely was not (laughs) the only clarinet player um so deems is back and he introduces the soundtrack and the soundtrack is just a line down the center of the screen but it demonstrates what a sound wave is whenever an instrument plays so he's like the visual representation of music and then we move on to our next song our next piece if you will. I don't want to, I don't want to insult um, Mr. Ludwig von Beethoven. Oh, good, good one. Thank you. I knew that one too. Yes. <laughs> so Deems introduces uh, the Pastoral Symphony by Beethoven. And this is storytelling of the first kind, a definite story of Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to note that Deems talks about centaurettes before it begins I would just call them all centaurs. Why do we have to add gender into it? I don't understand. (laughs) They've got flags. They're flag twirling. (laughs) It's literally color guard. They've got batons. (laughs) Which I also did. (laughs) Cat loves all color guard. No, I actually really hated it. I quit. (laughs) So if we ever get like rich and famous, we should sponsor like a flag twirling team and make them change their name to like the (laughs) Tragicalettes. Tragic The tragic I love it. Wait, can we really do that? I'm so here for it. We should sponsor like a peewee soccer. What's a peewee sport? I was going to say peewee baseball, t-ball. but I don't think that's a thing. No, t-ball is Let's like sponsor mini. sponsor a t-ball team. Okay. Their colors can be like purple and yellow. Maybe I'm just here for this. Cute little like sparkles all over them. 
So Stokowski is back and the music starts and we see a, a gorgeous mountain in the background with some baby unicorns running around. I'm just so excited that we're back at Mount Olympus. Like they said, more Greek mythology for Kat. Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> I didn't even think about it because we did Hercules last episode. Mm-hmm. How like... This is literally Hercules. Yeah. Hercules too. Here we go. <laughs> In music. Let's go. <laughs> so there's also little satyrs uh, and they're playing harps and flutes and shit. They're playing pan flutes to be specific. To be honest, I would die for the little satyrs with their little horns and their little like furry butts. I am obsessed with them. They're very cute. So they're dancing and they're playing with the unicorns and then a family of Pegasus, a family of Pegasi, Pegasuses, a family of Pegasuses, Pegasu. a family <laughs> of Pegasus come in. Um, they start eating grapes and flying through the clouds as Pegasus do. Um, <laughs> you know, I like Pegasus do. Um, tag yourself. I'm the black one with the red eyeballs. Yeah. They're all like all these really cute pastel colors. The mom's white. All the babies are pink, blue, purple, yellow. And then dad is out here just like fully gothed out. Like, okay, I- emo kid, calm down. <laughs> You know the like TikTok trend where it's like, tonight will be the <laughs> night that I will, will fall, fall for you. you. That's you. That's that fucking. <laughs> that's the Pegasus. That's that Pegasus. That Pegasus. <laughs> oh man, oh, I shit, am the good. goth Pegasus with the red eyes. Um, I love that. So they land in the water and they're floating around, and then a bunch of Pegasuses. <laughs> I still don't know Pegasi. where to land. <laughs> a bunch of Pegasus uh, come more goth. More goth Pegasuses <laughs> come. And then we see the Centaurettes. Who, let me tell you, are all naked. They, they are tits out. They are tits out. I love that for them. Me too. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> Pop off says. There's also a bunch of naked little cherub angel babies. The cherubs are so cute. They're pretty adorable. Oh my God. They're second cutest to the, the satyrs. little baby satyrs. <laughs> yeah. So the naked cherubs are just out here beaten face on the centaur brushing hair <laughs> they're putting little hats on yeah them. they're like taking nature and making it into makeup and boob covers Floral and necklaces hats. bikini tops one girl gets like a full tree bark that they just rip off the tree and tie it around her head like a little hat one girl gets a little lily pad hat they're putting like floral arrangements to cover their little nippies they look great one of the girls has the cone hair thing with mm-hmm. the hair coming out of the top that i loved from hercules so Melissa much spotted her immediately i was like <laughs> look there she is i want to do my hair like that let's make it happen yeah it's very cute they're like you know doing their makeup and stuff because they're getting ready for the centaur men who are gonna come around and pick them all off one at a time for mates it was cute though they did a little fashion show for them okay but let me just say i think it's a little (laughs) weird how they only went for the ones that matched their same color scheme i did not like that i wasn't a fan switch it up some there was one centaur centaurette couple that were not the same color the rest of them were the same color but they were like green and yellow like they were still like very close to being the same color it wasn't like they were like purple and like green were two completely different spectrums of of the color wheel they were still next to each other on the color wheel one of them was like pink and red so went with a pink <laughs> man or whatever so no like he was red and she was pink it's still the same side <laughs> of the color saying. wheel yeah it was like blue and blue and green and green and purple and purple i mean switch it up some i love the little fashion show <laughs> i liked the fashion show it was very cute <laughs> so They all go off in pairs, except for two who somehow couldn't fucking find each other. Like, let's be real. They were all like 10 feet apart. Maybe they were colorblind and they don't recognize what blue looks like. So the little cherub babies play matchmaker and bring the two together. And they go off to a gazebo and the curtains close and a little cherub baby is spying on them. And the cherub baby's butt turns into a heart. And it's my favorite thing ever. (laughs) I literally wrote that too. His little 
butt heart. <laughs> so the music picks back up and everyone is getting together. It's like the unicorns and the satyrs and the pegasus and the centaurs. The centaurs. Mm-hmm. And they're all together and they're crushing grapes for wine and they're playing music and decorating for a wild party. Absolutely. And this is when Bacchus shows up with his um, racist zebra servant centaurettes. It's not good. Yeah, they're darker skinned and they they have have zebra legs. Yeah. and And they're serving Bacchus. And they're drawn with like overly large noses and lips and like very dark skin and it's not good it's not good it is racist i'm sure that's why they had the thing at the beginning yeah that's what i think it was too and that's like that's that's the edited down version no exactly rough yeah so bacchus rolls up riding a tiny little unicorn donkey already wasted shows up wasted to the party but i mean when you're the literal god of of wine and partying i guess you always are drunk am i right like his throne is a barrel so does that answer your question (laughs) that he breaks immediately (laughs) so everyone is dancing around and bacchus is out here looking like captain underpants not captain underpants oh no (laughs) well captain underpants starts uh chasing the centaurettes um I don't know what he wants to do with them, but it's not good. <laughs> not good. Um, he's channeling real Phil energy out here. <laughs> and some big Philatides energy. It's a no for me. Uh, so it starts raining. I don't know why rain is what really sets them all off. Like they're going to melt like sugar or cotton candy because they all start running for cover. Like they're going to die if it rains. I think they knew like a big storm was coming. I don't think it was the rain. I guess they're just stomping around in juice. You'd think they'd want some freaking rain to wash away all the sticky. They don't want to get like (laughs) struck by lightning or blown away. Well, it's a good thing they run because Zeus shows up. It's his storm. He's um, trying to join in on the fun, I guess. And he starts like Hephaestus is making him giant lightning bolts that Zeus is just throwing directly at Bacchus. But Bacchus is so drunk. He's just stumbling around. So they keep missing him. He's not dodging them on purpose. He's fully wasted Ephesus over here making lightning bolts he got a goofy face but he got a body oddy oddy <laughs> no he does have a really silly face <laughs> but his his body is right <laughs> also I looked it up because I was like I don't I remember like something about like Zeus and lightning bolts or whatever and apparently the Cyclops gifted lightning to Zeus during the battle of the Titans but um who's to really say Dang. So, yeah, because I was like, I don't think I know that it's like common knowledge that Festus makes weapons, his lightning bolts, mm-hmm. but he doesn't actually make Zeus's lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. So the accuracy is not on point. You know what I'm saying? Do better. I think there's like multiple storylines, though, like most Greek stories. Yeah. Well, like Festus is like their weapons master essentially so well face goofy but <laughs> body yaddy yaddy well, body yaddy yaddy <laughs> um there's a baby unicorn that almost drowns awesome <laughs> love watching that uh the pegasus babies can't fly in the wind they're struggling mom's trying to help them out bacchus just being struck by lightning left and right his little barrel breaks sad <laughs> and all of his wine slides out of the giant barrel that they were making it in and there's like a literal river of wine everywhere now and bacchus is living for it. he's just sitting there drinking it off the ground while everyone is struggling to run <laughs> from this storm <laughs> so the wind twins come and like blow everything around there's like two wind faces and but there's zeus's face you know what i thought of though and i do remember this also because we're like big Greek mythology nerds that there's Mm -hmm. like four like they're not I don't think they're gods but there's like um there's like a wind for every direction like there's a north wind and Mm -hmm. east so I was thinking maybe it was like a southeast wind or something (laughs) I like that two Two of of them them? I don't know I like it because yeah it's like two faces Mm -hmm. like blowing the party away interesting you might be right so then Zeus um gets tired of you know torturing and tormenting everyone on earth he throws off his Yeezys and decides to take a little nap on his cloud (laughs) (laughs) just tosses them Zeus would never (laughs) and the rain finally stops everyone comes out to play in the puddles Hephaestus finds a lightning bolt that wasn't used decides to throw 
throw it. Love that for him. He just gets a little joy out of it. <laughs> and then Iris, the rainbow goddess, comes and she makes everything all rainbowy. Bacchus still drinking. Uh, and then Apollo comes and he takes the sun out of the sky and he's like waving at everybody. And all the like centaurettes are like, hey, Apollo. What's up, bud? <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> it's super cute. And then... Astraeus, the goddess of dawn, brings nightfall and everybody goes night-night. Night-night. And then Artemis in the moon shoots the stars into the sky and the music ends and we are back with Stokowski and the Philadelphia Orchestra and Deems Taylor introduces our next piece, which is Dance of the Hours by Italian composer Ponchielli. That was good. I did it. Did you get his first name? It's interesting. Cat, listen, I, <laughs> I only did as much as I could, okay? I just think it's first. I, I don't know how to say it. It's A-M-I-L-C-A-R-E. Amilcare? Amilcare? Who knows? It's probably like Amucha. A-M-I-L-C-A-R-E. I wanted you to say it. <laughs> I only did last names. I really thought I did good research. And, you're and then really, I come out here. <laughs> and you're really making me sound stupid. With their full government names. Milkare. <laughs> Unkiali. Uh, Amilcare. Amilcare. I like it. Picasso. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's different. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Panchiali. Okay, I like it. (laughs) Panchiali. We're changing the sound on TikTok. That's only funny to us. (laughs) Um, So anyway, yeah, the dance of hours. So the meaning behind this song is it represents the hours of the day going from early morning into afternoon into evening into night. So each time there's a new animal in this part, it represents a new time of day. Oh, yeah, I know. I know like the original ballet was like the dancers in the beginning were all like bright and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then by the time it it gets to the end, yeah, they're like dark dark the, and shit it's the passage of time um that's why it's called the dance of hours oh my god so good so we're so smart yeah we are the orchestra starts up and we see an ostrich ballerina she wake up in uh the palace of a nobleman truly this is my nightmare this many ostriches <laughs> just dancing around me absolutely fucking not So she wakes up all the other ballerina ostrich ladies and they do a little dance and Pink Shoes, the one who woke up first, is clearly the star here. Absolutely. So Pink Shoes grabs a cornucopia full of fruit and she throws it at the ladies. The one swallowing a full pineapple down her gullet living. And then Pink Shoes, she's get, she's like, I want grapes today. I'm king of this fucking shit and I'm <laughs> eating grapes. And they try to steal her grapes from her, the thirsty bitches. Like you just ate a literal full pineapple hole and you're going to try and steal this bitch's tiny little grapes? What is the tea, queen? That's illegal. So they're chasing poor Pink Shoes out to the courtyard and then the grapes fall into the fountain in the courtyard and a fucking hippo emerges like eating her grapes. <laughs> yeah, she is wearing ballet shoes like a queen we love that for her and a couple more hippos come out and put her in her cute little yellow tutu yeah so the ostriches ran away and now it's just the hippos and they do a little dance and i mean a little dance they dance for four seconds Mm -hmm. and then the yellow hippo is like i'm gonna need a nap (laughs) i mean truthfully that is a big mood you do something for four minutes and then you're like i don't even want to do this anymore i'm going (laughs) to sleep she got real tired real fast absolutely and what do you think she was doing in that water also probably napping she was taking a nap for sure a nap Mm -hmm. so now the hippo is taking a nap and all the other hippos go fuck off yeah she's like in a (laughs) what are those called a chase lounge lounge (laughs) in the middle of this like courtyard me too sis i love it (laughs) and now a bunch of like shady ballerina elephants (laughs) come sneaking into the courtyard and they start blowing bubbles they're harassing this poor hippo who is only trying to take a nap like what are we doing they blow bubbles under her chaise and lift it up to the sky wait my favorite part of this whole thing though okay this hippo is wearing this tiny 
tiny yellow tutu that is one see-through but also going out like tutus do she keeps pulling it down like she's trying to cover her ass and she does it like four or five times take a shot every time she pulls her yellow tutu i was living it was so funny she keeps like you know when you're just wearing like a skirt or shorts that are just a little short and you keep pulling them down yeah that's what she kept doing it was great So not that this makes any sense at all already, but the <laughs> the elephants get blown away. They're just gone. <laughs> like, like they're the like they're bubbles. Literally, it's like someone just went and then they're just they fly away. <laughs> like what the but the hippo doesn't move. Hippo still there. Elephants though gotta go. <laughs> so then we have a group of alligators wearing creepy red capes that all show up and surround the poor little sleeping hippo. This lady is really just trying to nap here. The king of the alligators, the only thing that sets <laughs> him <king>. apart <laughs> is that he has a feather hat. <laughs> He's still wearing the red cape, but he has a little feather in his hat. Love he that found for him. Feather. So he's like, I am number I'm one king now. <laughs> um, he scares away all the gators who are trying to harass the poor hippo because God forbid should this hippo take a nap. It looks like he has a little crush on the hippo. <laughs> I don't know what starts happening here. Uh, she wakes up really scared of him, but then just decides that they're going to do the dirty dancing lift. And she <laughs> runs right back to him while he lifts her into the air. <laughs> Nobody lifts baby up on the chaise lounge with bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the saying? Literally leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that just sent me. <laughs> Nobody puts babies Shay's lounge in the sky with bubbles. <laughs> Fuck. So <laughs> the king alligator and the napping hippo have a little duet dance. Uh, she tries to really play coy, but the king gives chase to her quite a few times. And then... The rest of the alligators decide that they also, I don't know, want weird other animal mates and go <laughs> they and just dance with somebody, grab and harass the other animals who are watching from behind pillars and just, I mean, literally pull them out and force them all to dance with them. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the gators. They're a little aggressive. Like the Fonses were like already really mean. And then you get the gators out here and they just... The Fonses? The Fontes. <laughs> you said Fonses. <laughs> Melissa, Fontes. play it again. The Fonses? The Fonses? The Fonses? The Fontes are, you know, a little harassy with their bubbles. But the gators are just really too much for me. Fontes is the most Tumblr thing you've ever said. I'm going to have to quit the podcast. <laughs> Fontes. Okay. But yeah, so the gators are being kind of mean and then they all dance and then the music ends mm-hmm. and that's it for that one. Love it for them. We're back with old Deems and he is here to announce the last set of songs for Fantasia. It's almost over. I'm sad. Sad. I'm having so much fun. (laughs) So the last two songs are Night on Bald Mountain by Musorski. Do you know what his first name is? Modest. It's so weird. I bet it's not pronounced modest. Modest. Modest Musorski. It's spelled Mazorski, but you don't really say the G, you know? It's Musorski because it's Vashen. And then after Night on Bald Mountain is Ave Maria by Franz Schubert, which I'm assuming is fucking German. Yeah, sounds pretty German. Franz. Franz Schubert. Um, I looked it up. It is pronounced Schubert. It's not Schubert. It's not Schubert. It's not like anything weird. It's literally Schubert. So thank you very much. <laughs> so yeah, this is our last view of Stokowski conducting the orchestra. Sad. And this is the last time the orchestra starts up. Mm-hmm. So this one starts off with our giant winged devil man who is named Chernabog. Also a night on Bald Mountain. Been there. (laughs) I I hate that you just said that. (laughs) That might be worse than me saying Fontaine. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think so. <laughs> I do. Okay, he is standing on a very large mountain. He is on the top of it. Can we assume it's bald mountain? <laughs> I'm gonna make the assumption that it's bald mountain. Do you think it's because he's bald? Maybe the town is bald. Everyone in the town just doesn't have hair. Oh no, I meant the name of the town was bald, but we can. We can okay, I like it. Sure. I'm here for it. <laughs> Great. So town, the town of bald <laughs> next to bald mountain. Every one of the villagers is bald. We're just dragging it out because we yeah. don't want this episode. I have a question for you. Chernabog, smash or pass? <laughs> um, pass? Oh, okay, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, definitely same. Absolutely pass. I wasn't going to say smash. <laughs> I like when he does his little laugh, though. You don't like those abs? The arms? No, the arms you know for me. I don't like those abs. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Tell me what you guys think. <laughs> I need to know the consensus here. Should we here. put a poll up on Absolutely. Instagram? Absolutely. <laughs> Smash or pass Chernabog. Uh, is calling his death army and... I he, think it's just the dead people in the town of Bald down at the bottom of the mountain. When I looked it up, it said they were his death army. We really like have two interpretations of the same <laughs> thing here. That's art, man. It's like just the little dead townspeople that are coming up to visit Trunabog. No, they're all like violent and shit. Well, he turns some of them into like demons and they start doing a dancey dance. Yeah, so he starts turning a bunch of the dead people people the ghosties into little creepy looking demon things i love them they were pretty dope and then after he fondles them in his hand he just throws them into a pit of flaming death so he do do that th love that for him um we do also get some siren nipples straight to the face it was a really good time yeah we did see some nip it was a lot. You get it a couple of times. Chernabog goes to fuck some more shit up in the city of Bald down here. <laughs> and there are some church bells that start going off, which he doesn't really care for the sound of them. And then his little demons start flinching because they don't like the sound. Chernabog hides in on himself using his wings and he turns back into the mountain. Yeah, he just was like, fuck this. I'm going nigh nigh. Yeah, he's like, I don't like those <laughs> bells. Ew. People got to go to church. Disgusting. Ew. That's Chernabog, not me. <laughs> just so you guys know. So the spirits return to their graves and then the song comes to a close and Ave Maria begins. What a change in tempo. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. So it shows a group, a long line actually, of monks holding candles walking to church. I can't believe this is like one long picture thing. Yeah. No, that really, I can't even, my brain I does not like comprehend. Rewatch it now. So Ave Maria plays. And it's basically just the little candlelight processional of the people walking to church. And then we pan to some nature, a nature scene. And then up to the clouds and the sun is rising and that's the end. Yeah, the whole movie just literally ends right there. Like, that's it. That's the end of Fantasia. So beautiful. Oh, Who wants to hire us for their soundtrack needs? <laughs> <laughs> that was gorgeous. I think it was really good, actually. Oh, my God. I don't know how to rate this. I don't either, actually. Do you want to go first? Okay. Uh, so I gave Fantasia an 8 out of 10. I love this movie. I think it's beautiful. I do love the music. I really don't watch it all that often. I like words. Like, I'm like a person who likes words like Ave i do maria is not enough for you no <laughs> i do love the music it's just really not one i watch all that often so mine is at number 37 so it's underneath cinderella but above a christmas carol we could not be farther apart <laughs> i love fantasia i love the music when we were kids we watched this movie so much it has like that nostalgia factor mm -hmm. for me i freaking love fantasia i could watch this movie every day for the rest of my life i'm not kidding um i gave it a 10 out of 10 Dang. Um, and it is, it's my number five. Holy shit. It's below Toy Story. This is where I got stuck. And then above Aladdin. I was like Aladdin or Fantasia. I literally asked myself, I'm like, if I could never watch Aladdin again, would I pick Fantasia? And I and I would. Damn. I love Fantasia. That's crazy. So thank you, Jason. Yay. This I was such a fun episode. I know. I hope we did it justice for you. I feel like maybe we weren't as funny, but I feel like we were like super like intellectual. Smart as 
back. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. So our next episode is going to be Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. Our March Madness movie. Yeah, yeah. this was our March Madness winner. This Ooh. year's theme was Disney Channel Original Movies. Melissa knew this one was going to win. It was my second pick. You guys really did me dirty with Cheetah Girls. I really thought I was going to make it a lot further than it did. It was down to Cadet Kelly. Which shocked me. And Xenon. And I think Xenon won, it was like 56%, 57%, something like that. So pretty I mean, close. it was close. I love Cadet Kelly. Don't get me wrong. I love that movie. I just truly, I don't know, didn't think it was that popular. You know what I mean? I love Xenon. I, think I do too. Supernova Girl. Add that to my Spotify playlist, baby, because that's a fucking banger. We definitely sing in that next episode. So join Patreon by May first mm -hmm. you have to join by may 1st to get your summer merch box we got the the first thing for our merch boxes this year you guys and they're so cute yeah there is a theme i guess should we say the theme i like, think we should i think we'll say it next episode okay okay we'll announce the theme on our next episode yay but join us on patreon we just put shrek 2 up it's pretty funny we did it's shrek 2 in under 20 minutes we killed it uh we dressed as ogres as we do and there's a lot of cats <laughs> goose makes an appearance in almost every episode mm -hmm. that we do so if you join patreon just for goose we will understand that it's acceptable um the goose content is live 10 and out of wild 10 on the patreon 10 out of 10 goose content that's all i got that's it. Follow our TikTok. We've oh, yeah. been making more content. <laughs> we are going to start doing our recording OOTDs, our outfit of the day. I couldn't think of what OOTDs do for a hot second there. We're going to do our recording OOTDs because we look like a hot mess when we record. That's it. That's it. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. These opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The cover art for Tragical was created by Johnny the Alchemist. The theme song for Tragical was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact info for both artists can be found on their Instagrams. Which are linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. Punkielli. I like it. A punkielli. A punkielli. She's doing the hands, you guys. Like the Italian hands. Punkielli. <laughs> No, make it stop. <laughs> That's really fun to say. So we're back with um, Deem Taylor. Deems Taylor? Deems. Deems. <laughs> My note just says Deem. I was like, I think there's an S in there. There is. I would like to say that our power just went out and we both immediately looked at the recorder, even though it is battery powered. <laughs> and that was the funniest thing ever. Why are we stupid? <laughs> we both were like, that was awesome. Pyotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky. Tragical. <laughs> <laughs>